This DJ and TV show is sponsored by DJ Event Planner, Electra Voice, DJ Trivia and DJ Bingo, ProX Direct, NLFX Pro. Promo only. Odyssey cases. Perfect portals. JMOZ lighting. Instant DJ requests. And our DJ and TV insiders. This is John Young from DJN TV. Thanks for watching. Go. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Monday night. We are here. We are with you. Well, at least most of us are with us tonight. <sighs> Although Dan is looking pretty sharp this evening. It's a nice blue shirt you have there, Dan. Yeah, yeah. This this will be a great show because Dan's going to agree with everything that we say. I just, oh, I, I never just thought about that. I just have this feeling. I just have this feeling. And you know, yeah. he's got this kind of smile on his face. So no matter what we talk about, he's going to be positive about our 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 show tonight good it'll be fun yeah it will be will be fun so uh, <laughs> robin thank you thanks for being with uh good evening welcome thank you for joining us this evening tonight dan carpenter is not with us so we have a stand-in well maybe not maybe we'll just shut that video off i go dan yeah dan will be back with us uh, not next week because next week is our our uh Let's see if I can just shut that off. There we go. Next week is our our uh, would be our virtual training night, but uh, we'll be back. Uh, Dan will be back with us. Uh, but we set up a nice little studio area so he could make you know we could have the virtual Dan jumping in with us tonight. So MJ, I want to talk music tonight, and I really I kind of wanted to dig into that because this is an area in which has evolved from the time that you and I started in this business to uh, to to what it is today. Specifically talking about the difference between oldies and, and classics and throwbacks in the whole 10 yards. Because when we first started, you know, oldies were defined as, as one thing, and that has kind of evolved over the years. I always tell people, I said, when you first started calling music oldies, how many years prior to you calling it that was that music released? Or when was that music released? And I think where the, the first time I actually was hearing that phrase was oldies bands, and they would have been playing 50s and 60s stuff in the probably late, you know, mid to late 80s is really when that came about. So how many years back is that? So you're talking um, 20 to 30 years. Okay, so right now, let's go back 20 to 30 years. That's 1990 to 2000. Those are oldies. So the kids today are looking at those songs exactly the same as we did as teenagers in the 80s looking at 50s and 60s songs going that's so old mm -hmm. and and back at that time there were there was also in those early years of the of uh, us performing there was even the throwbacks going back into the 40s and the 30s with some big band and swing type music and i and i'm wondering is is today's look back as you say now oldies becomes the 80s 80s type music do we look at fifties and sixties the way, the way uh, uh, you know does today generation look at 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 fifties uh, and sixties like we used to look at the big band era music that it was way you know grandparents and beyond's music uh, completely non relevant. How so? Just it's just so old. It's not relevant. It just doesn't. Uh... It's not relevant to them. Mm -hmm. Again, you always have to go by your age group. You know, I know I know when I play for some of the college things, I can't go back any more than 10 years. But if someone says play something new and they're in their 30s, they're going to want something that's about 10 years old. Mm -hmm. 
you know, so it's, it's again, always judged on what your audience is, but I'm just judging it on a non-linear time view of things in a measurement that was once started before I started DJing. Very so much so. oldies was a 20 to 30 year prior to current date. So you go back 20 to 30 years from current date, that's an oldie. So that's 90s. A throwback has always been 10 years. So a throwback song is 2012. So so let's let's look at Usher I think was 2007. Was it with yeah? Somewhere around there, Somewhere early there. 2000s. I thought it was actually earlier than that. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm just trying to remember off the top of this past weekend I was looking in. Yeah. And when you move it into the virtual DJ and it shows which uh, disc it was off and off from uh, promo only. But where does where does so the throwbacks are like the ten year old stuff and then what is from ten to twenty years in that that realm which would put us in that uh, at two, mid two thousands early two thousands. That, that to me again people are already posting online. I, I probably should have had my disclaimer at the top of the hour. Um, it's it's Lego dance fault. It's not. It's yeah. It's not about what they like. We're not talking about that. We're talking about putting the music into genres that 50 and 60s even though there was a lot of rock then i just called all doo-wop era because it was that era of music you know mm-hmm. like you could say classic rock era what years does that cover yeah typically you would think that's uh, put, putting us through the 70s into the early 80s yeah so that's the kind of the way i look at you go back to the the doo-wop era it's anything anything that falls in that so the same way you get those in-betweens, the throwbacks and the oldies, it's just an old song because they can be an old song or in that era, you know, in between, or it can be a throwback. So you you can go back 13 years for a throwback or you can go back 16 years for an oldie, quote unquote. Um, and Robin, it has nothing to do with people of any age because the next group that comes around is going to be looking at the stuff that's playing right now and calling it throwback and oldies. Mm-hmm. So that's what you always have to think about that every 10 years, the stuff that was here 10 years ago is a throwback to these people. So if you're DJing a school dance, a college thing, a bar, 90% of the people at the bar are going to be between 21 and 27. So you look at 10 years prior to that, a 27-year-old right now was 17, had just gotten his driver's license in 2012. So you have to, again, you have to structure that by your audience, not your point of view. And I think that's what makes a good DJ a good DJ, that they just don't go, oh, this is good. I'm going to show them. Or this is from this era. They don't know. It's like, it's about them. It's not about you and your opinion. It's about them. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's look at that uh, that age group, that bar age group. Let's not, let's take the 26 and 27-year-olds out because they're getting to the end, kind of bordering on being old, creepy people in bars. Well, they're going to come out less often. That's more or less the way that goes. They don't come out every single week. Mm-hmm. But you you're, you're, they really target you them. <laughs> your target probably 22 to 20, 22, 23, 24 are probably the main uh, age groups. Maybe, you know, the 21 obviously are going to be there strong also. But those are the, you know, the four years, 21, 22, 23, 24. In that age group, now let's just look at that. What is, are they going to define throwbacks differently than a 35-year-old? Absolutely, because you're going to fit, again, you're going to fit them into that age. So here's here's a way to kind of look at this. Psycho, psychological, psych, I can't even talk about Psychological. <laughs> there were psychological studies done on people that both in fashion and music get stuck. This is a blanket cover. This is not an everybody. It's a blanket cover. Get stuck in the happiest period of their life. And for most people, that's high school or college. That's when they're their freest, get to do whatever they want. So a lot of people will stick to the music that was that part of that era because it brings back nostalgia to them, okay? So if you have someone who's 22, okay, you're picking that. That's yep, the age yeah, of right? Shoot right there, yep. Yeah, okay, so you pick a person who's 22. Uh, they graduated high school, what, four years ago? Roughly, yep. All right. So five years ago, they had just started driving. So their nostalgia is going to be like five to seven years ago. And most people are probably watching this show tonight going, <coughs> five to seven years ago, I, I, it was longer than it was since I bought new underwear or something like that. 
you know, it, it's that sort of thing. So you can't judge that by your point of view. So my point of view of throwbacks is as a as a person is going to be 80s, 90s hip hop. Okay. To a person who's 22, a throwback is going to be Chainsmokers 2012. Sure. You know, so it's again, as a DJ, I, I keep telling people, especially when it comes to the bars and stuff, it's never about what you want. You're, you, you have to realize you're trying to make the owner or the manager happier than anybody else in that room. So you will get owners and managers that go, I want this song, and that song's 30 years old. Well, they'll love it. They go and take a drink at that point. Sure. You don't argue with the, the the manager owner. You just do whatever he asks for. Um, but you kind of, like I said, when you're working with that crowd, you play the new, like I said, for the college ones, I'll be playing new stuff. Like a lot of times because the way virtual does the search, I can do year range. So I'll do, let's say right now, I'm, tonight we're doing a college thing. So I'm going to put in there for current songs, maybe the past three years, tops. Mm -hmm. And then if I want to do a throwback, I'll go back to 10 years. Stuff like that. So I'll go back to 2012 to catch throwbacks and catch them on nostalgia. That's their nostalgia. So now the throwbacks will vary obviously by age. Mm -hmm. So when what does a, a what would we as because you and I are just a little bit older than 25, we hear a a, two, a song from 2012 10 whatever, which would be kind of a throwback for the younger person. What what is that considered in our world? At our age. Again, it's all about what you're viewing it as. If I'm viewing it as a person, it's one thing. If I'm viewing it as a DJ, it's another. Mm -hmm. Like you, like literally as a DJ, I have two different sets of minds when it comes to music. Like I have mine when it comes to opinion because Robin just said their hip hop is old school. See, I agree with Robin because in my book, and I'm, I'm going to have people in the chat throw stuff at me, and I'm okay if you do. But in my book, the day that Lil Wayne and 2 Chains picked up a microphone hip-hop died everything after that <laughs> is 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 urban urban dance urban radio urban pop so hip-hop died the first day so in my if you go into my computer and you're searching for 2010 hip-hop you won't find a single song but if you find 2010 urban pop urban dance urban remix then you'll find all you'll find the drakes and all those other stuff um uh, what was the question? I'm sorry, I went off on the deep end on that. Um, it's all on how you throwback, view it. A throwback for someone who's in their 40s or whatever is going to would be different. So than... You're talking about if the crowd in front of you is in their 40s. Mm -hmm. Okay, then you just simply judge it by their high school experience. So for them, if they're if they're uh, so a 40 year old would have graduated high school in 90 something late 90s, yeah. I would throw 90s out. That's kind of a throwback for them. Kind of a kind of a Kind of a, an oldies nostalgia sort of thing. Like you could, for them, an oldies would be a 70s song or, or an 80s when they were kids. Michael Jackson would be an oldies to them. Mm -hmm. But again, you got to look at some of these oldies things and talk about uh, classic. So classic bridges years. So there are certain groups you can drop Spice Girls, even though that's a 90s song, it bridges the gap beyond mm -hmm. what it was. So uh, Journey, Don't Stop Believing, bridges the gap of all of them. You, you get pretty much anybody from any age to sing along with that. Yeah. That's where you kind of look at those that if you're having trouble, those are my hook songs. Mm -hmm. Songs that if I can't get them, I will throw out something that is general across the board. And then I will view the, the audience's reaction and go, okay, they like really popular songs. <laughs> so let's try something. You know, if we're going to play something new, let's play something that spent a whole summer on the charts or something like that. So it's again, it's it's the view. So if you're playing to a forty year old, uh, at the at the one casino, there are a lot of nights where I literally don't leave the nineties because that's all they want to hear. Sure, that's when they were in high school, late nineties, early two thousands. That's 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 all they want to hear. Mm -hmm. It's just funny to me, you know, because to them it's it's just a little kickback. Remember when? But to me as a DJ, I'm looking back. I'm like, that's thirty years ago. Mm -hmm. That was played on CDs. Nobody plays CDs anymore. Well, you know, it's that sort of thing. Some of us do. <laughs> I know. I had a guy asking me stuff about that today. Good friend of mine. Um, so, so we did kind of define the throwbacks then, the, th the songs that would be during those happy years of high school, early college. So 
looking at that at time of life, where would oldies be? Is that going to be our younger, like 10 and under, or is that going to be things that are influenced from our parents would be considered what? oldies? Oh, again, viewing it from a DJ, oldies is just old. That's the only difference to it. doesn't matter if it's popular or not. So for me, 80s back, oldies. Okay. But, but 80s, see, here's the weird thing. 80s were such a defined era in music, in my opinion, was so different that you can just say 80s, and that's a genre like saying doo-wop or classic rock. Sure. I, I kind of think it like that. But if you say, hey, let's play some older music for these people in their in our adults, I'm going to drop back to any of that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Hanson and Bop is definitely an oldies. Uh, about five, seven years ago, I could drop that at a college bar and get everyone and their brother to sing along because that was when they were kids. Yeah. Um, little things like that, that you can grab some stuff, you know? Um, but because that you're only going to catch that age group with that, you're not going to catch a 40 year old singing, M you know, Mbop. <laughs> it just, it's not going to be a nostalgia thing to them. So, so getting into songs that are from anywhere over the decades that have made, like you said, um, um, uh, uh, Journey, don't stop believing. Yeah. Where it is, it is that song that that kind of works regardless of age. Transcends ages. Where are those songs right now? Where the are you finding that people are are finding these songs? Is it just a random thing, or are they finding them like um, TV shows, movies? Where are they? Where are the Believe most? Believe it or not, with a certain age group, you're going to get a lot of stuff that's played at weddings. Becomes that because they're going to hear them at every wedding they go to. And people in their 20s are going to a lot of weddings, a lot mm -hmm. more than I am. You know, <laughs> Their friends are getting married, they're going to weddings, and the DJs are playing that. So you are going to get a lot of that um, uh, uh, exposure from stuff like that. Sure. Uh, with TikTok, it's different because you are getting exposure to older music, but 99.99999% of the time, they've never heard the whole song. Mm-hmm. So if you go out and try to play a three-minute old song, they're going to look at you after about the... They're going to look at you prior to the chorus like you're crazy. They're going to love you at the chorus, and they're going to go, What's, what the heck is this yeah, after what the chorus? Is, more of the song? is there a song that's, uh, that, that we as over 40 would, would recognize? that is, I'm not, I don't follow the TikTok stuff that much. My kids aren't into it. They are busy doing other things with their social media. Are there songs that have come out and have been TikTok songs that we would know and we would appreciate the whole song, but that this younger generation's like, I want, I would just want the refrain. Anything that jumps out at you. And even those of you in the chat, if there's something that you, that you are thinking of. It changes constantly. Um, let me think here. Because that's been a tough area because I actually had some, uh, some, some uh, youngsters at not this past weekend's wedding, but the one before where someone came up and said, hey, can you play a couple of songs that were popular on TikTok? I'm like... There are tic um, this is the wonderful thing about all this, that you can go to whatever download service you have, and if you have a good download service, and I'm saying it that way intentionally, um, they have TikTok lists that you can follow each week. Hmm. Um, I'm just picking one up here, because I just kind of grab them as I go. Um, you can just kind of see them jump up and down. So this is Spotify's TikTok virals of... I can share this, I guess. Yeah. Hold on here. Let me move this out of the way. Oops, we're going to move. I'm moving screens everywhere. Switching screens. Switching screens. Now I can do this. Let me share that. Okay, from TikTok. Um, that was popular. That it's one is still. so weird. The, the heat waves, glass animal, that it just it hung on forever. It smells like Teen Spirits, another run back. Run up that hill. We all know that one came from because of uh, Stranger Things. Mm hmm um this one was was a, a weird one for a while I, I got tired of playing that one because i was joking around with people about songs that repeat themselves in the lyrics and we had uh, uh what was that one song um uh oh crap i was even i was you talking to a friend of mine about it that the the songs just tend to repeat themselves and we should just put them all together in in something um <laughs> Well, the, the one that was our, our first big experience to that was a song from MC Hammer Prey, where he said it, what, a hundred and sometimes in the... Well, sort of. Yeah. Um, 
Hold on, here. if I can find it, it's gonna bug me if I don't do this. <laughs> um, uh, crap. So I'm looking at this. Look at the list while I'm doing there while I find this. Um, uh, Gucci Gang. <laughs> so you have songs like Gucci Gang, Body 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 Body, Jiggle Jiggle, stuff like that. We're gonna put together here. Um, a lot of these are kind of weird how they do. This was last year, so these are. Well, this is 22. Um, a lot of these I wouldn't play, so I'm not mm-hmm. gonna play a TikTok song unless it is something. Bad Habits, that's an easy one to bring back. Leap of Faith, that one you can do. Um, Seven Nation Army is another one that it's 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 its own thing. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice way to say it. <laughs> it's its own thing. <laughs> Just that's about all you really want to do. Um, uh crap see none of these are to me are jumping out of stuff that i would play to Mm -hmm. catch people like none of these are ones that i would do um do another search here if there's throwing something out there yeah money money we have to put all those together money money jiggle jiggle body body gucci gang gucci gang (laughs) um see what this one comes up to here um, Busta Rhymes. I don't see that one. Another one I wouldn't probably go to. That you must Nine AM till you come. Movie. That's an old one. Actually, that one's come back because somebody remade that. There's been a couple of ATB songs that have been remade. Um, this is 20 years ago that somebody remade, and I just heard one of them today. So those again taking a song that you may go, oh, geez, that was techno. You know, the, the mm-hmm. trance era of Sandstorm. That's old. That's really old. This song is really old now. Mm-hmm. It's brought back again. So imagine uh, uh, Mick Jagger doing something in the 80s where he was looking like um, dancing in the street with him and what's his name? David Bowie. A song from 20 years ago and brought back. Um, see, again, I don't go to these too much here and there, but not too often. So I'm not the best expert on that. Yeah. And that's, that's an area that I just haven't had much of any interest or call or, or request to play them. You're only going to play a short bit. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's the weird thing that's, eh. Um, let me look, I'm looking up some other people saying here on chat here. But I think, I think your point about, um, that younger generation being, because they're hitting so many weddings and getting their 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 wedding music on, I think that's a great a great thing for us to keep in mind. Because I was noticing because this I, we've got a group of people now who really didn't hit too many weddings because they, especially the uh, younger weddings I've, I've done here, they didn't do any in 2020 and 2021 was uh, you know not not a bunch. So as an example, they have no idea what uh, what what the uh, how to do the cha cha slide. It's like the people who are a little bit older, 25 and above, they knew how to do the cha-cha slide. The younger ones haven't experienced it. And if they didn't experience it at a high school dance, certainly they, they wouldn't have seen it. Cupid Shuffle has been hit and miss also, but it was more hit than miss compared to the cha-cha slide. I bet if I would run into, run into the same group of people in August after, after they've been to four weddings this summer, they will be much more fluent on some of those songs and what to do during those songs. Uh, right around 2019, 2021, I was finding in the school dances that the kids were knowing how to do Macarena better than the others because that was a throwback song. Mm-hmm. It's an old, oldie song old, to them. Yeah. So it would be like the chicken dance to some other people. Would go, oh, I remember doing this when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. They did Macarena when they were, you know, 10 years old. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's, it's, it's again... I keep saying, you know, and I talked about this in articles and I talk about it in my book that it is our job is to manipulate people and you're, you're manipulating them by feelings. You're manipulating them by nostalgia. You're, you're manipulating them by energy of song. You're in control of that crowd. If you're a good DJ, you grab them and you don't let them go. You know, you turn over the floor when you want to turn over the floor and bring mm-hmm. it back when you want to bring it back. It's not just about this is a hot song. I'll play this song because if that's how you think, then you're going to be a one song DJ. You're not going to be an hour long DJ where people are like, I got to take a break. I got to pee. Please say, play something I don't like. You know, if you've never experienced that, then you maybe are just a button presser mm-hmm. for all I know. I don't know. I mean, that's heck. I don't know. 
I know I'm being way over opinionated. I apologize no, if I'm just, insulting anybody, but it is a continually changing game. And that's the thing I think about as DJs get older, they have trouble looking at like right now going, oh, I'm going to play some 50 cent. 50 cent was hot. 50 cent was hot 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't play that at a, at, at, at a bar where there's 20, 21 to 27 year olds. You know, they're just, they're not going to care. And I th- and I think one and of I'm the th- a throwback is Little Wayne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was that would have been right in that uh, that time frame yeah. where the other wasn't. But even with uh, the, at the Super Bowl when you had uh, Dre and, and the crew there, I thought we would have at least some requests coming for some of of the music from that era. And it's looking like that that era is is kind of falling through the cracks right now as far as the the the. Uh, that would have been a throwback a couple of years ago, a few years back. Hold on here. I can spell. Mm-hmm. Um, so Eminem's Eight Mile came out when? 2002. So that lets that all of that era of stuff fall into that in-between. Mm-hmm. So as you said about looking back at an oldie song or looking back at a throwback, it's an in-between, so you might be able to catch it with some people from the 90s. You're probably not going to be able to catch that with people who want to hear 2010 as a throwback. Yeah. You know? So it really fall, uh, falls into that weird area, which if you're the Super Bowl, you know, you're looking for that person who's 30-some years old, 30 to, you know, 30 to 45, yeah. which would kind of catch that crowd, most likely. And that's that works sure. for them from our yeah, standpoint. Th- that era, w- that that super bowl was made for um the kids of today's parents mm-hmm. that was what their their parents because you got to figure 20 years ago if someone is 30 how and you have your kids in your 20s most i don't know so i don't have kids so i don't yeah. even know so let's say you know if, if you how old are you 25 yeah most of the time around uh, 25 to 30 okay, is the so, uh 2002 you would have been You've been pretty young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's say your kids are now 10. That takes you to, because we're not talking about first having yeah. the kids. So you're around 30, 35, looking back 30 years. 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. But, I mean, and that puts, yeah. You, puts you right in that, that sweet spot that we're talking about during those high school years. So yeah. it was really aimed for families that have kids in the, the 10 to 15 age group probably you know, the kids were old enough to be watching the super bowl with them so mm-hmm. we're gonna get it's all about advertising so if they don't care about anything other than selling products you understand that when it comes to all this stuff it's about money so they're trying to go how can we get the most people to pay attention to these commercials let's have this here because we know they're going to be watching it with their kids yeah and that and i think you can see see the targeting in that situation uh Tremendously. And, and over the years, even as you've tried to watch and, and play that game of, okay, so why did they pick this artist? Was it for an altruistic purpose of uh, showing diversity in their performances, or is it because of aiming for a specific target age group? Money. And, and after the money for that advertising. That's the only thing that matters to any of them. It's all about the money. Same thing I say about politicians. Don't ever think that a politician, a movie star, a television show is about making you happy. It's about them making money. If they could make money off you being a miserable human being to the end of your day, they would work out how to make you a miserable human being to the end of your day. It's as simple as that. It's about money. If you don't think the world spins that way, uh, let's talk. I got some stuff for sale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what color is the sky? In it? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. So, Let's let's jump back into that. Where you were talking basically current hits that mm-hmm. are are current in in this for this crowd, whatever this crowd. We're at. So let's stick with the bar one. You said that was going back two years. You would would be considered for, still current. For a new song, yeah. yeah. To someone, if you wanted to play something new for them, a couple of years is all the further I'd go back to hit them with new songs. Okay. Now, if you're doing a, a college age, a year, you got to play. 20, 30 minutes of stuff that came out six months ago to a year at the most. Mm-hmm. And you better have all of them. I don't care if they were a hit or only were played twice. You got to play them. 
they want to hear this version of this person's song, even though it didn't even crack the top 20 because it's what their age group was listening to. Sure. So it's, it's a game. You're, you're just constantly moving pieces around. It's people think it's a, they want a, a, a button down blocked off. I want to pick this up and use this. So I know if I use this crate of music, I'll be perfectly okay, but it's not like that. Mm -hmm. You can, you can twist. I was playing the other night. I have a couple songs uh, one of them does, and these are old now, where it takes ACDC, Rock You All Night Long, and uh, Fergie's Humps. What you going to do with all that? Okay, that yeah. one? That one grabs two generations. Mm -hmm. You can't always do that. But if you have the right crowd, you can grab both generations. I have people look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, no, watch. And you will get them both singing along together. Mm -hmm. And you join them together. And sometimes you can do that and then drop into something that's super awesomely popular, like, you know, like Journey or something. And then maybe come out of that with a line dance or something like that to where you're manipulating them to be together for different reasons. You have your little, your little, uh, I want you to be this for three minutes. And I want you to be this for three minutes. I want you to be this for three minutes. And then they look up and it's been 20 minutes since they've even thought about anybody but their own feet on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. And that's our job. So amount of song played. You know, we mentioned with the TikTok, it's a, a chorus and out type of a thing at most. When it comes to the era, the throwbacks for a certain age group or a current for a certain age group, is the amount of song that you play, does it vary by, in essence, the, the location of the song in their, their life, whether it's a throwback or whether it would be a classic to them or whether it would be a current? Do you, do you... Well, let's, I want to ask other questions that, to be more specific about that. Now, when you say length of song, if you're quick, are you talking quick an album cut, yeah, probably more more album cut because that's what I think most DJs uh, that are watching our shows are are going to be utilizing album cuts from the music services. I mean, obviously, there's quick mixes and things things along that line. I don't tend, it all depends. Again, this is all about being a DJ. There is no cookie cutter for this. So I'm going to do something. Let's say I'm going to play a song that I think they're going to like this. Mm -hmm. And I start it. And if they look bored, being a good DJ, you can mix out of it. But then you have to remember, they got bored with that. So the next one, I'm going to do short. And if they're okay with that, that means I'm probably going to do more shorts than longs. Mm -hmm. Um if they're a crowd that looks at you when you get out of that song like you're from outer space, you better start playing all, at least two verses, two choruses, at least. Mm -hmm. you know, I rarely ever go to the third, cor third course on third verse on any song ever. Sure. I just, unless it's something I'm just kind of sitting back, like sometimes at the, the uh, casinos, we're just kind of playing background music at some of the nights, and I just play the whole song, you sure. know, maybe. Um, uh so it, it kind of it kind of varies. We're talking about the TikTok songs. I want to make sure. So I went over to BPM Supreme mm -hmm. and just typed in TikTok, and there are TikTok club edits. Hmm. So people have done songs that are popular and made TikTok versions of them. That you, are, I can't see it. Without downloading it, I can't uh, see the length on them. But they're probably a, yeah. really short. They're probably what's known as hook first. So there's a lot of songs that, uh, that to get people out on there, you don't play into the song from the beginning. You do hook first, then it goes into the song, so you catch them right off the bat so they know what you're doing. Um, I know I'm probably not even answering anybody's questions. No, you're, do you're doing fine. You're doing fine. Because it's there's just, to me, I can't give a cut and dry thing because it changes constantly. Mm -hmm. And like I said, again, that's what I think makes a good DJ, where you don't get stuck in one era and going, well, this is good. This song's always worked. What worked two years ago may not work now. What worked a year ago may not work now. You know, so you kind of have to be very flexible and eyes open to the charts, eyes open to downloading. If you have two versions of a song, go get a remix of it to keep it fresh. Mm -hmm. um, keep your eyes open to the crowds in front of you. You can have a crowd. Uh, a perfect example is John... Uh, played um vanilla ice at a uh prom and it went really well but if his son would have played that and literally weeks later wasn't it or a week later 
he, yeah. If he would have played it at one of his, that would not have gone off. Yeah, exactly. It depends on so where, it's, where we're at. It's, yeah. yeah, it's it's the crowd. What they're, I think it's easier today to kind of get across the board because back then you own the only way you heard music by is by what the radio station shoved down your throat. Right. So if they didn't play it, you didn't know it existed. Nowadays, you literally, and here's an interesting thing. I had a hankering, again, I'll admit this, to listen to Elton John's, one Elton John songs, okay? Mm-hmm. And I let the, because uh, uh, I use YouTube music, which is the same as Spotify, but it's through YouTube. I like it because I can do whole DJ mixes. You can hear a whole mix instead of song by song. Um I let it play whatever it wanted to afterwards. And because he did that song with Dua Lupa, it was grabbing some newer stuff that was in that same vibe. So Mm -hmm. in the same sense, someone could have thrown a Dua Lupa on Spotify and brought around an Elton John that they went, oh, that's kind of cool. So you get, that is the advantage. My friend Chris owned a bunch of radio stations. He said when Apple came out with the um, shuffle button, he said it completely changed how radio stations program their music sure because before if you had rock you got to play rock after it buy some rock and then some rock and then you can change it up a little bit but now you can do rock followed by frank sinatra followed by run dmc followed by dua lupa if they mix well together Mm -hmm. and that's the thing that you have to be flexible in my opinion sure that's what that kind of comes about that, that that's what makes a good dj with this and i don't think there is i don't think that you People who look for a playlist to be the answer, I, I just, that's not reality. It's a good guide, mm-hmm. but you have to try it out for the things you are and be flexible enough to go, this is bombing. I'm getting out of this. Right. You know, it's, it's scary. You know, it, if you have a whole crowd in front of you that just all of a sudden thinks you're stupid <laughs> for playing a song, you feel stupid. Yeah. And you have to do something to try to get them back. Uh, always throw in your little uh, side list. Always throw some stuff that's a guaranteed hit, just in case. You know, just in case the ego takes a shot and you need to. <laughs> yeah, you've got to. You've got to have these things. You know, you got to try stuff. That's why I say mixing is important because if let's say it's a song that bombs and you just slam out of it, you think it's okay, but psychologically you have then put a hiccup in their mind that they don't even know it's a hiccup, mm-hmm. but it's a hiccup and they're not following you as much. Sure. But if you do that transition, you, they're going to go, Oh, he must've liked that song. That's why he wanted to play just a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And you, got, you go to the next one and you don't lose them over that switch out. It's not a hiccup. It's not a, a stop, a pause. It's not a slam. It's a, uh, okay, we were there. Now we're here. I'm excited mm-hmm. to be here now. Yeah. Where you're, you're seeming to intentionally take them on that journey as opposed oh, yeah. to... You can fake that up all you want. Absolutely. Like, no, no, no. I played that because it's wordplay with this song. Oh, yeah. okay. I get it now. Yeah. They both have a vowel in it. So that was complete wordplay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. They both had notes in the song. <laughs> exactly. And it worked well. Um. <laughs> um, any questions from the chat or John, where do you want to go with this? I mean, um, I'm, yeah. I, I, I don't want to say my opinion is the rule. I just think it's what's kept me going so long is the being so flexible and knowing all of it and willing to play stuff that you hate on a regular basis. Um, it's you just got to be able to mix music and be able to go with the thing. If you're doing it just to show the music you love, you're going to be limited, I think. And I think I think the you know, the tonight's discussion, one of the big things I wanted to make get out there is how we define those years of a person's musical taste that are from that that junior high through college age you know that in this case we're referring to that as their their throwback years for adults that have those years and i think that's a big thing that we have to to keep in mind because those of us who've been here for a while we've gone through multiple evolutions of that where where that used to be playing uh, uh, Karma Chameleon, and that used to be playing uh, uh, sync, and now that use, it, it's changed and continually changes. I mean, this past weekend's wedding, I believe the parents in both cases were in their 40s. Well, that means that, that to a point, they're younger than me, and they don't have my idea of what is an oldie or a throwback is going to be different than what theirs were. So it, it uh, is, is a, an evolving thing. And sometimes, because, you know, 
gosh darn it, my 80s always works. Jesse's girl works in every every crowd. Why didn't it work tonight? Well, it might be that they just haven't had that experience or that knowledge with the song at a level. Granted, Jesse's girl has has been a popular wedding song or used for quite a long time, but it still it doesn't do as well today as it did ten years ago. Yeah. At least in my my opinion. Good example of that. You said the parents are forty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they would have been in high school. Well, they would have put them uh, in high school and graduating in the late 90s. Okay. So for them, think about when you were, for any DJs that are like John and I's age, think about when you were DJing in the 90s and you would have went back 20 years, what songs would you have been playing? So let's say it's 1990 and you go at someone who's 40 in 1990, what would you be playing? Well, I would have been uh, I would have been playing from that uh, that disco the the latter disco years that would have really been what most likely would have hit with that group, and if it wasn't that, unfortunately, it was country. Those are the two options that we really had at that per, at that particular time. Is that you had uh, some people who, if they were dancing, they wasn't it, there was they liked rock, but they weren't going to be my dancers. If they were dancers, they were either dancing to country in the early '90s, or they were dancing to kind of a disco or, or that type of music, and that was pretty much it. Um, bubblegum, uh, bubblegum pop for that 40-year-old wasn't quite there yet. Uh, they just wasn't on their radar. Yeah. So as as you as that DJ in 1990 thought back like that, and then that wouldn't have been all that old in your mind. Mm-mm. So you have to now switch gears and go, I'm not my age. I'm that age of the people, the 40-year-olds that I'm DJing for. Yeah. What 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 was popular when I was in high school mm-hmm. when you put yourself in their mind? Yeah, and now that I'm that age and and that's where, in this particular case, um, Sir Mix-a-Lot uh, did very well. Vanilla Ice did very, very well. Um, Young MC was, was a request. And that uh, those those were songs that uh, that they knew every word, and they sang along and and did their dance, and they were horribly bad, as you know most people our age are. <laughs> but that's okay; they had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. But it was those were the songs that hit them in that sweet spot. And that's that's all it becomes. I that's why I get some DJs go off the deep end about labeling music as throwbacks, as oldies, as this. I just kind of, like I said, I just throw them in there from when I started. You know, if you had someone that was in 1960, what would they have called an oldie song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably would have been back 20, 30 years. Yeah, that would, they would have gone before the rock and roll era of yeah. that 1954 time frame because yeah. there was such a, a drastic change in those that short period of time yeah. that that would have been a defining thing as, as after or before. 50s are a good genre when i talk about sometimes you can put a genre as a decade like 80s mm-hmm. can just be put into a, a genre 50s are kind of the same way too you can kind of go 50 i was you know let's play some 50s music and you're gonna kind of hit a, hit a ballpark there without labeling it rock or pop or swing or anything like that yeah so that's it it's just look at your crowd. They're, to me, like I said, they are a living, breathing being in front of you. Very much so. Yeah. And you're in charge of their their joy for that night. So are you going to say, like if someone comes to your house and you want to make them happy, are you going to cook the food that you like? Or are you going to cook the food they like? Mm-hmm. So that's what you're kind of doing a little bit. You're cooking up some musical fun that is for them. So you're saying that when everyone comes over, I can't make peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, dude, you have no idea. I would be there. I ate so much peanut butter and jelly when I was a kid. My mom said, if you had cut me out of blood, peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> like, literally. That I asked somebody asked me one day, what's your favorite food? I said, peanut butter. And they're like, well, that's not a favorite food. I'm like, well, what do you consider a favorite food? I'm like, I don't know. I'd say like sirloin steak or something. I'm like, I still want peanut butter. That's my favorite food. But it's it's got to be a good peanut butter. <laughs> so, so, see, I have trouble finding bad peanut butter because i like it all so much mm. i've rarely had bad peanut butter because i like them all so much so um what were we saying i don't even know uh, i know we're almost the top of the hour but yeah. again you guys i want to be an encouragement to you because if you're not having fun djing 
you got to rethink it. And if it's upsetting you to play new music, find a way to play it where you're okay with it, mm -hmm. you know, to work with that. Um, vibe off the audience. Get your joy from their joy, not from the songs that suck. <laughs> yeah. Because it's always going to be that way. You know, it's and that's, and that's a really good point is because there are some songs that I don't care to play for whatever reason, Tom Petty. Um, but yet when you see the reaction from the crowd that they will go you know, crazy and they're singing along and it's like, OK, I can enjoy their enjoyment. Even though this. Yeah, you can be happy for them. Yes, yes. I can't be happy to play moment. this song but I can be happy for them since they're having such a good time. You're like, wow, I, I just made a whole bunch of people happy. Yeah, exactly. And then when I played it with my, my played it using Megaseg, the crowd was incredibly oh. pumped. So, so we are going to wrap up here, but I, I wanted to talk a minute about Megaseg. This past weekend, I ended up having to do two, two uh, sound systems, one for the ceremony, one for the inside. And I, so I have this, the, uh, 16 inch laptop that we used in Las Vegas to do the video recording and do the switching and such. And I thought, Oh, there's gotta be an app, a DJ app on there of some sort. So I had all the songs. I set up everything inside in my main computer. I moved all the songs over to a thumb drive and then it's like, okay, I'm going to take them out to that computer. And there's gotta be something on there. Virtual has gotta be on there. No, I didn't have virtual installed. Okay, great. Well, there's gotta be a version of DJ. Cause I purchased a version of DJ, the app from algorithm, I purchased a long time ago, so I should be able to go and download that. But no, 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 that doesn't work anymore because now it's DJ AI. I don't know how in the world I'm going to find the old version that I, I had actually paid for. So I might be done there too. So I was looking around of what to do. And for this wedding, I actually went and I made my playlist in iTunes and played it on iTunes. And basically when I needed to bounce to the next song, it was a forward arrow. Play, play and pause were handled by the 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 uh, space bar. Nobody in the crowd knew that I wasn't using a full DJ program. Every, it went flawlessly and such. But I got to say, I've been virtual and, I'll, and my main laptop has virtual, has all three apps on there, virtual, Megaseg and DJ. I was weighing it out. Do I spend the $2.99 to buy another? Because I've got my main laptop and I've got my MacBook Air that have virtual. Those are my two licenses there. Should I buy another virtual license? Should I buy a, a Megaseg license? And so I ended up putting Megaseg on that one because there's some things when I'm doing ceremonies, having that hard break when it gets to the end of the song so it doesn't uh, doesn't uh, go to the next song where I can have the playlist going and set it so that it's going to stop right when I want it to stop type of thing. So yeah, I ended up actually having going and buying another license. Just to throw it in there so you know, John, you can have virtual on every laptop you want but it will be logged in to one that, that's my thing and that's that's something too concerning for me and i don't want to i just don't want to mess with so, it well i meant like no no what i meant as in let's say the one at home mm -hmm. uh is just sitting there all you're going to do is log into this one and it automatically logs you out of that one and, and what, what i've got i've got the two licenses that i have one on my main mac book and then i have the macbook air which are both activated and, and ready to go at a main one and then if that goes down for some reason then i've got the mac air oh you already okay yeah yeah so it was really right. do i go get a third a third well, version here's here's something to throw at you too was the th second or third one running from the laptop only no controller um i've got a controller of some sort with all of them okay because if you don't have a controller hooked up and you just want to run it by keyboard you don't have to have a license you mm. can run it fully without the license and just well, using not key. plugged into something yeah hmm. but if you're plugged into it you get 10 minutes at a time at the you know the non-signed in but if you just want to go that way always keep that in mind yeah well that's that's virtual uh, has all the answers that's that's very interesting i haven't didn't uh, realize that with that but yeah it's it's still uh was it was interesting it was i spent my sunday hemming and hawing and then i walked away and came back and then went and do something else came back and but it's good for you to have all those so that's why i try to tell people try stuff mm-hmm yeah. it may fit something that you don't know that you need. Yeah. If yeah, for you sure. try it and you know, and that night comes and you need it, you, you've got it. Mm -hmm. And again, with virtual on my main computer, it, it runs wonderfully and it's been flawless uh, for me on that computer. Michael's had some issues, but I think that's been a hard drive issue. But it's... Uh, or people coming and picking up your hard drive. Yeah, there is that. But that's another... <laughs> you that's missed a, that story. Yeah. Go watch the show from last week or yeah, week before and he tells the story of... 
Yeah, somebody uh, disconnecting hard drives. Yeah, what's this? Oh no, don't don't do that, child. Go back. All right, so uh, djntv.com slash chill. I should put that into the chat. djntv.com slash chill. Howie is going to be leading uh, the Hanging Out with Howie time. That is going to be coming up here next in about 10 minutes. Uh, they go and they do a weekly recording at 10 o'clock Eastern on Monday nights. Then on Tuesday nights, there is the Tuesday Night Music Show with Jay Bryan and Howie, and they do the same thing at djntv.com slash chill, so you guys can bounce out there and uh, listen to the show. Uh, sometimes they get people to join them, whatever. You know, you guys just kind of go and hang out and veg and have a good time with that. Then those recorded shows are put up um, tomorrow night. One, the Howie show from two weeks ago will go live. And then Wednesday, the uh, Brian, uh, the Tuesday Night Music show from a couple of weeks ago will go live. So that way, if you haven't seen them in the recording, you'll be able to see them in uh, in replay. Yeah. Um, so next week uh, is next week's scheduled as of right now. We, we're it's the uh, virtual training night. Uh, there's a slight chance that I may have to we may have to change that just because my daughter is uh, she has track camp and we're trying to figure out who's going to be able to get her back and forth to track camp which is up in fargo which is two and a half hours away i was gonna say can't she run to track camp <laughs> she <laughs> she could she could but it's a sprinting camp and you know running the you know, yeah that would kind of yeah 170 miles is a little bit long probably could do it but it's she may not have much gas after she gets there. So, anyway, so we'll we'll just keep an eye out on things. We'll have it all figured out and uh, publishing what's going to happen for the uh, for the next uh, next week and such, and we can take it from there. So, um, we also we'll have uh, some sort sort of report, uh, and that might be later this week or early next week on uh, what went on in Chicago. Right now, they're getting ready. Tomorrow, the educational part starts for the Marquee Show. Uh, today was some master classes, and they're getting things all set up and ready to go. If you're in the Chicago area, you can still check it out, marqueeshow.com. They've got uh, some tickets available if you want to go watch it. If you want, if nothing else, go check out the exhibit hall area. They've got uh, quite a few exhibitors that weren't anywhere else this year, so it's kind of cool that that they've been able to get some support uh, from our industry in it, from companies that uh, have been without product, unfortunately, is the best way to describe it. So uh, it'll be kind of fun to hear what comes out of Chicago. So Anything else, MJ? I don't think so. Somebody oh, yeah. asked me when my book's coming out. It's on oh, yeah. hold because I decided to record the audio book. Yes. So that's what we're doing now. So, so you've been working on that and yeah. on this process. Excellent. Well, we'll keep us up to date on what's going on with that. So, Gang, thank you much for being with us tonight. Hope you guys had a good evening. And uh, again, djntv.com slash chill. Go out and hang out with Howie and the crew, and we'll catch you next time. Good night, everybody. <laughs>